Lisa Kay, connecting the community on Talk of the Town. It is, well, almost the holidays, and here as we focus on the holiday season, which means something different to everybody, our friends at Mankato Clinic connect with us, and uh, we are talking to Katie Wadalevich today. Katie uh, works in the Department of Psychology with Mankato Clinic. Katie, uh, thanks for joining us on Talk of the Town. Talk a little bit about your background in psychology. How did you get to where you are today? I always like to learn about our, our guests and their story before we start picking your brain as an expert on the holidays here. Yeah, of course. Um, I was one of those nerds that knew I wanted to be a psychologist for a long time, even in high school, <laughs> and pursued that path. And eventually um, I returned to the area because I'm around the area is where I grew up. Um, and I've been working at uh, in southern Minnesota for over a decade, but I've been at Mankato Clinic since about a month before the pandemic hit. So, oh wow, <laughs> it was an so, interesting learning curve. Right, the pandemic with all of yeah. the mental health issues that happened with that. Oh, did yeah. you find yourself in a position that you never thought you'd be in? Yeah, it was interesting to go through kind of the same um, life stressor at the same time as our patients. I think that part was a little new for everybody. Right, right. We were all figuring it out together. I know that uh, this time of year when we are all about wishing happy holidays and Merry Christmas and whatever you're celebrating, um, Mm -hmm. it is important to remember that not everybody celebrates uh, in the same way. Not everybody celebrates. I mean, sometimes it, it can be really tough this time of year. And I think we kind of focus on some of those issues today uh, with one of the great articles that you've written. Um, and but this one came out back in September, correct? Correct, yes. In anticipation of some of the things that would probably <laughs> start stirring. Um, and yeah, I think one of the things that I hear in my office as a therapist um, that definitely is one of the harder versions of how to navigate the holidays is uh, grief. I mean, simply like when you've lost someone, holidays, anniversaries, those sorts of moments where there's a lot of focus on the togetherness, um, it makes it really hard for people who are missing someone and stirs a lot of emotion. Right. And it's really hard to, to grieve and people do that. It's not a, a linear path, grief. No, absolutely. And everybody does it differently. So a lot of why I, I remind people is even in your own family, say, when you get together on a holiday, is you may all kind of have different ways of dealing with it. Some people want to talk about it, and others maybe feel like they want to avoid it and kind of talk about anything but that. Um, and you kind of just have to make room for whatever people need and not be judgmental, just be compassionate and allow room for that. How does one go about making room when um, I think it's essentially just hard enough to uh, ask somebody, do you want us to mention or not? Or, you know, how, how would it help yeah. you? Do, I mean, do you really just ask them that question? Is that I the mean, in so many words, yeah, that is one of the things that I think you hear a lot with grief is as much as it might feel like it's clumsy to, you know, ask directly. Sometimes, you know, it's refreshing for people who feel like they're hearing a lot of platitudes but aren't necessarily getting a lot of real conversations to just say, what what do you need, you know, and and how can I be helpful, essentially? Um, one of the things you've kind of, I've noticed has become more of a thing that's kind of neat is there are a lot of um, church kind of organizations and places that offer blue, like blue Christmas services. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I'm not, no. Um, <clears throat> it's something where they'll kind of purposely have uh, a service that's essentially for just kind of being in remembrance of who's not there or if you're finding the holidays to be difficult or hard 
Um, it's purposely kind of toned down from all the merriment and is a more solemn just space to kind of recognize that and just feel how you feel. And I think that's kind of a nice offering in the holidays what um, do, for people who need that. Right. And, and if you said different congregations will offer things like that, is that something that we could do in our own in our own home, set a place for somebody that might not be with us anymore? Are there some yeah, things that might absolutely. help? Yeah, I think that's something that every family, again, is kind of different with, um, you know, some, especially if it's if it's a, a recent loss, um, they might need a break for the year of doing the usual traditions. Um, but other times, either depending on the family or maybe further down the road, there's kind of an effort on purpose to do something, maybe to honor that person or remember them um, just in their own homes and with their own kind of traditions and rituals. Right. Um, and, and dealing with uh, that loss, whether it happened around the holidays or not, it, this could be the very first holiday that you're experiencing without mom. Or I remember the first Christmas without my dad there. You know, right. um, those those things are, um, and it was how we handled it, you know, might not be how the next family handles it. So I think, um, exactly. do, you, do you make that suggestion to people to just be open to what it is that that, that person or that particular family wants then? Yeah, and especially because you might not know until you're kind of in that moment what you need, right? Mm-hmm. You might feel like I've got it in me to, um, you know, really like be fully present with this feeling and maybe you find it's too much right now and you need to kind of scale back this year or the opposite. Maybe you planned to kind of avoid it but feel a need to really like sit with it. So I think just, again, you know, allowing there to be flexibility to figure out what you might need. And that kind of goes along with the fact that, that like like we said, uh, grief isn't linear. That it, it'll go Absolutely. back and forth. Right. It's a, how are you feeling today about this? So right, yeah. Maybe it's a decision you don't make until you get there. Exactly, mm. and that's kind of where that flexibility I think helps yeah. to find. You know, have kind of a this is what we have in mind and what we imagine doing, but to know that it's okay to change course if you feel like something else stirs. What about those families that maybe haven't lost somebody, but the coming together might bring... I know there's a lot of jokes about this this time of year, all the people that are coming over, and maybe you're not very excited about seeing family members uh, that you don't have to see very often, but I know that this happens with families out there, that some people don't get very excited about the big gathering that they're expected to do. Right, yeah. There's a. I think there's a couple reasons that can happen, certainly. I think in the past couple years in particular, um, it's just sort of like the tension sometimes people feel if they are really like, you know, coming from different places or have different opinions that you'll hear a lot of people dreading or being nervous at least about how will we all get along if maybe we have different kind of viewpoints on the world or um, come at things differently as some families are are pretty good about kind of setting that aside and are able to just, you know, show up and enjoy each other. Um, and others, you know, find drama unfolds and they definitely get stressed. <laughs> so I hear about that in my office. Yeah, certainly. I bet. And uh, I did read that you said something about redirecting that, maybe having some sort of an activity that would preclude us from having some conversations that maybe don't need to be had. Yes, I figure, you know, sometimes like having a structured activity you do together is kind of a good um, alternative, right? So if you feel like there's a lot of looking at each other and, and opportunities to start mm-hmm. getting into debates that maybe you didn't want to, that if you have certain activities that you're kind of doing on purpose together, it, you know, changes it maybe from 
bickering over politics to bickering over the rules of monopoly. Right. <laughs> Far less painful. Different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, whether it's like watching the funny movie together, playing games, baking maybe cookies, going out and doing stuff in the community, that's events and activities. I think those are all things that they just sort of allow you to kind of remember what you like about each other and just enjoy the time you have together rather than find yourself in tricky conversations that maybe are, ta- are difficult. I like that. And there's a lot to do around this community and the surrounding communities, too. So if you, mm-hmm. if you are having those gatherings, getting people out, maybe like going to look at the Kiwanis Holiday Lights or something like exactly. that, uh, yeah. rather than sitting around a table and being right. forced to have some conversation. Uh, talk about the expectations that we set for ourselves around the holidays. I know that um, like financially, it's difficult on people this year. Uh, prices of everything are going up. People oh, might be yeah. having to scale back and having a little bit of stress about that. Maybe it's not going to be the same extravagance you've experienced in the past. Right. And I think that that is something you know we've probably talked about for years already is you know, does it get a little too commercial? Do we get a little swept up on how we're supposed to, um, you know, I guess have an Instagram Christmas, right? And right, <laughs> make right. sure everything looks the part and that we're keeping up with all the expectations. And of course, the common theme you'll hear is, if I'm being honest, you know, it's exhausting. I don't know that I want to do this or it takes the fun out of it. And so, you know, I think we all have certain things in particular that we're probably more fond of than others. Maybe some people love all aspects of the holidays, but in my experience, um, you know, maybe someone really enjoys the baking part, or they love coming up with gifts for someone, or Christmas music, or, um, you know, just simply the getting together is the most important part. And I think, like, focusing the energy you have on those couple of things that you want to really do justice to and picking your battles maybe on some of those other things where if it's not your thing to kind of go all out, say, on the decorating and keep up with the neighbors, do not sweat it. You do not need to kind of, you know, push yourself in that way. Right. And it, you know, allows room for you to enjoy the other stuff more. Uh, Katie, as a psychologist, do you have a lot of people that come and talk about, I'm sure you do have a lot of people that come and talk about their goals for themselves, but as we head towards the new year, do you notice any more people, um, I don't want to say resolutions, but goals that they have for themselves and, and is there stress about that and how what are you what is your advice for people moving forward with wanting to make some changes yeah I mean I think it's kind of a natural human instinct we associate it I think with New Year's because that's sort of how we've always set it up as a resolution time but maybe it's partly just because the dust and chaos of all the Christmas stuff start, starts to settle down and we kind of go back to our routines makes us naturally think more about like you know, what do I want to kind of do from here and get back on track with? So, of course, exercise are one of the probably most common, um, but even just kind of reprioritizing. I think sometimes, say, seeing your family makes you realize there are certain things that you want to kind of make a point to go visit someone more often than you had been up to that point, right? So Mm -hmm. it's kind of just finding, like, what are some small kind of little steps that you can do rather than saying, I want to be better at all the things. The more you kind of narrow it down to something tangible that you can take action on, the better. Right. I know that um, when we, it's gotten much better, our area of, uh, of focus on mental health and our acceptance of the fact that sometimes we all need somebody to talk to and a, a mm-hmm. different view and way, or maybe some tools, ways to look at things, maybe ways to reframe things. Um, so, 
when somebody is listening and thinking, you know what, I've never spoken to a psychologist before. I've never gone to a psychologist. We don't do that in my family. Sure. Um, how, do you, how do you address that when you know that people are out there obviously uh, needing some help and maybe just some additional services at this time? Yeah, I mean, I guess I honestly think of like what people get out of therapy can be a number of different things. It's not the same for everybody. So some people are truly you know, maybe they're really struggling and it's about kind of just helping them, um, you know, build up an entire life, right? And other people, it's like they're functioning fine. They maybe just have a thing or two that they're struggling to adjust to or um, weighs on them a bit. So there's no kind of like rule of you need to be struggling this much to go see a therapist. I think all of us can benefit from having a sounding board and someone in our corner to support us and kind of help us move forward basically and grow i think of it as kind of helping people get unstuck Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and who doesn't get stuck sometimes right every single one of us gets stuck with something (laughs) i think i was stuck with something this morning before i got on the phone with you (laughs) human nature (laughs) absolutely with mankato clinic how do people get to your office as far as do we need to go see a general provider first are we um, talking to them about some needs or uh, is the department of psychology something we contact ourselves So as far as the therapy piece, yes, you would want to start with your primary care provider and they can kind of help get people sent in our direction and then we can get started and get to know you. Perfect. And do you have, uh, can you tell me about the department there that you work with? How many people are available and um, what happens if, uh, I'm going to ask the tough question here, what happens if you don't click with the person that you're with? That happens sometimes. A lot of, you know, what works best for people with something like therapy in particular is since it's so much of a relationship, it happens. And you might just need to kind of say, this wasn't the best fit. And I'm going to maybe ask for a transfer and see somebody else who might be at my alley. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where our our bios sometimes or you see that in most therapy um, organizations that you can kind of get a feel of their approach and maybe their philosophy and see if it feels like a good fit kind of with you. I think as we head towards the new year, if you need it, it's a gift. It's kind of a gift you give yourself, right? Um, Absolutely, yeah. And to be more gentle with ourselves in in the upcoming year. I can't think of anybody that doesn't want to do that. Uh, If people are looking at getting in touch, uh, getting some more information, maybe reading some of those bios that you talk about, where's the best place to go? That would just be MankatoClinic.com in our case. We will put that that link. Lead you the right direction with psychiatry, psychology department there. Perfect. I'm going to put that link right under the uh, interview here in the show notes. And uh, during this time of year, any last advice that you want to give to anybody about managing stress? (laughs) Sure. I mean, basically, I guess the other thing we want to point out is that sometimes it gets to a point where people are truly feeling like it's crisis, right? Or they're really, really struggling and we Mm -hmm. don't want to kind of forget that either. And in that case, um, for people that are really struggling and feeling like they need immediate help, um, as we know, there's now the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline that you just dial 988. Um, And there's also a local crisis center that we utilize quite a bit, South Central Crisis Center, um, that people can call and that's 877-399- 3040. Perfect. We will definitely put those numbers available uh, on the bottom on the show notes as well with this interview. From the Mankato Clinic Department of Psychology, we've got Katie Wadalevich in. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. Hey, happy holidays to you and thanks for all you do to help keep our community safe and healthy. Thanks so much. Happy holidays.